Today is Sexagesima Sunday, and the gospel reading appointed for this day is taken from the gospel according to St. Luke, the 8th chapter, beginning with the 4th verse. When a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, he spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled down, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on rock, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said these things, he cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to the rest it is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. But the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root, who believe for a while and in time of temptation fall away. Now the ones that fell among thorns are those who, when they have heard, go out and are choked with cares, riches, and pleasures of life, and bring no fruit to maturity. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. This is the gospel of the Lord. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, and from Jesus Christ, his Son, our Savior. Amen. In this brief season of preparation for Lent, the Lord of the Church cautions us to be careful how we hear. A great multitude hear the word of the Lord. But in most of those who hear the words of the parable of the sower, there was no understanding of what they heard and no desire to understand that which the Lord had said to them. At the conclusion of the parable, Jesus cried, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But only his disciples and not the multitude addressed the Lord with the question, What does this parable mean? And he said, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. But to the rest is given in parables, that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. The meaning was not clear, therefore, to the idly curious. The truth had been proclaimed to them, but they were unwilling to have that word unfolded to them with regard to its meaning. Parables, you see, are not cute stories. They are not amusing anecdotes. Parables are means of illustrating a point of doctrine by means of a metaphor. Usually the parable teaches a single point, and if someone tries to overread a parable, well, then that person can go pretty far astray. Stick to the point of comparison is always the best means of approaching a parable. In the case of the parable of the sower, the disciples made it clear that they did not know what the point of comparison is. And if Jesus had not made the meaning of the parable clear to them, it would have remained obscure. Now, the multitude were content to hear the obscure parable, at least obscure according to their understanding of it, and to go away. But the disciples desire to understand, and therefore, if they are to understand, Jesus must explain it to them. Now, the the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Understanding this point of comparison as Christ reveals it, 
the entirety of the parable is quickly explained. The word of God is sown into several different kinds of hearers. And the distinction between those kinds is manifested in whether or not the word of God is fruitful within them. For three out of four kinds of hearers of the word, that word bears no fruit. For those who have the devil snatch the word out of their hearts, it never even takes root. For others, it takes root, and it seems as if the person will persevere in the faith which the Holy Spirit creates through the word. But then, either suffering or temptation, or riches, or pleasures of life, stop that growth. Who are those hearers in whom the word bears fruit? Christ tells us. But the ones that fell on good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, keep it and bear fruit with patience. The Christian faith is not something which we hear once and then set aside. It is not something for a small corner of our lives. Although the faith is born in baptism and sustained in absolution and the gift of Christ's body and blood in the Lord's Supper, it is something which is lived out day by day. The faith is not something which is cultivated in youth, neglected in adult years, and then taken up again when fear of the grave begins to grow. It is either present day by day, or it is absent. The one who believes this and endures in faith is the one who is blessed. In Luke, the 11th chapter, the evangelist records that there was a woman who heard Jesus speak and became the earliest proponent of the Romish notions regarding the Blessed Virgin Mary. But as we read in verse 27, And it happened as he spoke these things, the certain woman from the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast which nursed you. But we read in the next verse, But he said, More than that, Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Keeping the word, believing it, and having that faith lived out in one's life and conversation. This is the Christian walk of faith. It's not a matter of lineage or kinship or social status or any of those other things which men hold in great esteem. The good ground is found where the word is heard with a noble and good heart where the word is kept and bears fruit with patience. But we are impatient and fickle by nature. The crowd which had come to Jesus, as we are told, from every city, was content to listen to the Lord speak, and yet to remain in ignorance concerning that which he had said. How profound is such ignorance? Well, who neglects the opportunity to better understand the word of the Lord? who, when having the opportunity to learn from sacred scripture, neglects that knowledge which is freely given? Who are those who are content to see without seeing and to hear without understanding? And what fruit shall come of such cultivated ignorance? In the epistle reading for today from Second Corinthians, we hear the lament of one whom the Lord has called to be a servant of the word. St. Paul chastens the church in Corinth, for their willingness to listen to those who did not bring the pure word of God. The men who had come to Corinth boasted greatly about themselves, and they disparaged Paul, and they did so for the sake of their own gain. As Paul declared, For you put up with it if one brings you into bondage, if one devours you, if one takes from you, 
if one exalts himself, if one strikes you in the face. To our shame, I say that we were too weak for that. But in whatever anyone is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. All of the perils which St. Paul recites in this passage, and they are many, his sorrows and sufferings, the betrayals and persecutions, which he had known for the sake of the gospel, stand beside that which was his daily concern, which he tells us was my deep concern for all the churches, who is weak and I am not weak, who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation. If I must boast, I will boast in the things which concern my infirmity. For the faithful servant of the word, this is the greatest travail, watching those who have heard the word neglect the word. False brethren are easier for us to comprehend. A servant of the mysteries of God knows that there are hirelings in the church, and false prophets, false brethren. The minister knows that there are those who are, as St. Paul describes them in his second letter to St. Timothy, as those uh, described as follows, for of this sort are those who creep into households and make captives of gullible women loaded down with sins, led away by various lusts, always learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There's almost innumerable examples of such men today, and who speak their lies, which itching ears want to hear. They do not preach Christ, but rather they preach their own glory, and they peddle a doctrine which is of their own imagination, and not the pure word of God. For St. Paul, who had his thorn in the flesh, the word of Christ taught him the way it is for Christ's servants. My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul wrote, Most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Now, neither Paul, nor you, nor I, deserved this word which has been sown. And Satan desires that you would harden your heart against that which you hear, so that it would be snatched away without you giving it even a second thought. And there are many who fall by the wayside, either because they give up the faith because life was too hard, or because life was too soft. And they either blame God for their troubles, or they ignore God in the midst of their so-called good life. The Holy Spirit opens our hearts to hear. And hearing, believe that which is proclaimed. When we see how often we have neglected the word taught and proclaimed to us, how our thoughts wander or worldly temptations lure us away, we should be filled with fear and return to the Lord in repentance once again. Far from praising our strength, our comfort should be in Christ alone, who fulfilled the law for us and for our salvation. The word sown into our hearts is that concerning Christ Jesus, who was crucified for us and for our salvation. We need our Savior, for apart from the redemption which he has accomplished, there is only death and condemnation. But the Holy Spirit has caused us to hear this word of life, and hearing, he created faith within us, which trusts the promises of God. Thus we come before the Lord who has called us to hear to hear his word, to receive his sacrament. The Lord is rich in mercy and bestows the blessing of forgiveness of our sins and the gift of eternal life. 
because the eternal Son of God became man and died for us, bearing our own sins in his body, so that our sins would be atoned for, and that by faith in him we would be made partakers of the salvation which he has won for us. Believe in this one who is the Word in flesh, who died for you, and who rose again from the grave. His grace is sufficient, and his strength is made perfect in weakness. And he gives us that enduring hope that he will gather us to himself forever. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may be defended against all adversity. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The people of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone invite you to visit them today for the 10.30 a.m. worship service. Sunday school is available for all ages, each Sunday at 9.30 a.m. We also have our midweek services on Wednesdays at 11 a.m., which is a matin service. Salem is located approximately two miles north of Malone off of FM 308. For more information on Salem Lutheran Church or these broadcasts, you may call the congregation at 533-2330 or visit us on the internet at www.salemlutheranchurch.net. These broadcasts are made possible through the support of the members of Salem Lutheran Church of Malone.